Oh my God, Miss Maya, we are live. Are you ready to kick this off? I am ready to kick it off. Let's do Let's this, Kendrick. Do this. And today I chose not to let anything win, but my drive to get me to the top. What to do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's Wellness Wednesday episode, I have the superwoman herself, Maya Miller Wellness, Miss Maya Miller. How are you doing tonight, Miss Miller? I am doing amazing. I'm so excited to be on with you today. I am excited to have you here. Uh, it's a busy time in a world of go, go, go. And so... Uh, Time is money, so thank you for spending a little bit with you're, me. You're welcome, and I'm here to help people go slow, 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 because that's yeah. what we're all needing these days. That's that's why we are here, because uh, I'm telling you, uh, school system, wherever you are, it's a big focus on mental health, uh, but, but some people don't take it as serious as they should. So anytime I have anyone that can back that message up and talk from experience, uh, man, just thank you. You're welcome. And so... As we do a wellness episode, my first thing is always checking in with the guests. And so just asking you, how have you been uh, during the pandemic and staying safe? You know, uh, I think the pandemic has, like with lots of things in life, there's pros and cons to everything. And um, <clears throat> so there were definitely pros and cons for me um, about, gosh, eight, nine, ten months before you know, COVID really kicked off. I uh, decided to shut down my previous business mm -hmm. and that experience left me incredibly depleted, both emotionally and spiritually and physically. Um, it was a very stressful decision for me to make. And so I think with me and a lot of people, um, we didn't have as many things to do, people to see, you know, we were social distancing, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what information was accurate, not accurate, and erring on the side of caution. Um, and so and then there were also a lot of stressors uh, because COVID, like many things um, in today's society, was very politicized. And depending on your view or opinions, um, there was a lot of challenges with family, with friends, yeah. um, when you didn't see eye to eye, um, similar to some of the political elections over the last, you know, over the last eight years. Uh, so I think with everything, I would say it was probably 70% of exactly what I needed. And then yeah. it was probably 30% um, really difficult as well. So yeah. it was a mixed bag. Yeah. And I, and I was so many people had that same sentiment. Um, you know, like you say, for, for people who needed that time with themselves, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was good, but I, I don't know too many people that weren't affected from it in, in a sad or a lost way as well. So, you know, I think, like you say, it was it was a good good mix, seventy thirty or something. Yeah, and yeah. and unfortunately, this this information wasn't really um, uh, put out there. Um, yeah. But we now understand that the folks that had many of the folks, and I'm not. Yeah. Uh, this is you know, 
there, I don't speak in absolutes, but when we looked at the CDC data, mm-hmm. 80% of the people that passed away had um, three or more, it was 70 or 80% had three or more comorbidities. So we're looking at obesity, we're looking at type two, you know, type two mm-hmm. diabetes. Um, and so yeah. unfortunately, um, when we have a population that is very sick, you are more susceptible to um, to all sorts of things that happen. I mean, in the United States, I believe the statistic is about every 30 to 40 seconds, somebody dies of heart disease. Mm. Um, those are big numbers, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, so unfortunately, COVID was kind of this double whammy where mm. if you didn't have good metabolic health, um, in, in general, then you were more susceptible to, um, a really negative, you know, health outcome. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Talk that talk, man. Hey, I'm glad you're here. So just, just going back to thinking about that slow, 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 right? Yeah. Um, in a world where people want to connect with the service providers on a more intimate level, I, I like to always create that path to empathy. So not only do I know from the books, but I've been through like a lot of things you're going through as far as stressors, right? So thinking about your time in California, the move to Austin, at what point something that that happened that made you say, I want to give my mission to helping others or, or how did that passion come? So I, I think we teach what we need to learn. Mm. And <clears throat> I grew up um, uh, what you would consider a high performer or a type A person, somebody that's a very high achiever. Um, if you look at my past, I was a first generation immigrant. English is my third language. This is the th- I was living in my third country by the time I was five or six years old. Um, being an immigrant in this country, um, you know, maybe not having some of the socioeconomic resources that some some fo- some folks are privileged to have in this country. All of that is stressful, right? Mm-hmm. And that essentially motivated me to achieve more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and by the time I landed in Los Angeles, you know, I had gotten my M- my my MBA by the time I was 24. I was one of the youngest directors at a Fortune 5 company. I was a, an elite athlete. I had a Division One tennis scholarship, okay. um, and I was really pushing myself a lot. By the time I had gotten to California, I was suffering with things like anxiety, depression, um, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, uh, I was having hair loss mood issues, um, skin issues, um, all of these things that I would kind of go to my doctor to as we are taught. And they would try to put me on Xanax or put me on an antidepressant or put me on an IBS med. And um, that's kind of in California. I mean, it's kind of like the land of like hippies um, and in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that, you know, these medicines weren't curing anything that was going on with me. They weren't addressing the root cause. And so I really kind of fell head over heels into functional nutrition, functional medicine, because I personally needed to um, to feel better. Um, you know, I you were you brought up mental health at the very beginning of this. 
there's this amazing stretch of road called Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu. And I would find myself driving and I had a very charmed life at this point, right? Cruising around in my Lexus, making six figures. It looks like I have the perfect job. And I would literally find myself saying things like, I could just drive my car off into the ocean. And so there were some major things that were happening to me um, that were not normal and no amount of Xanax and IBS meds was going to reverse the really uncomfortable symptoms that I was having in my, in my body. Um, so for me in California, I kind of had this aha moment where I wanted to dedicate, I learned so much. There was so much information that our doctors don't know that isn't just that isn't out there that is mission critical to preventing disease and then also reversing disease like these things do not have to be a life sentence you know um so for me it was i started this healing journey i learned so much information i realized how much um how much you know poor information is out there and if you are in a socio or economic bracket that um, where you don't have you don't have the ability to spend you know twenty thirty forty fifty sixty seventy thousand dollars on some of these doctors you don't even have access to this information and I thought that was like fifty shades of effed up right yeah. so that was the motivation for me I wanted to teach what I needed to learn in my own life and it was so incredibly powerful in my life where I was able to reverse so many of these things that I had been experiencing and I wanted to share that with the world yeah nice. And so in that, um, you know, getting into a little bit of that journey, the personal transformation led you to the corporate life, the startup, then the boutique for Pilates in Austin. Yep. So the, the boutique was the startup. Yeah. So I left corporate America. Yeah. Um, all of my friends, and I told everybody I'm moving to Austin, Texas, all of my friends in California, you know, folks in California sometimes can be a little judgy about like, you know, about Texas. Everybody was like, you're crazy. You're ruining your career. Why would you move to Texas? Um, but I'm like, I, like I told you before, I'm a little, I'm a little spicy and I yeah. love the vibe in Texas and Texas is a little spicy. And hey. I decided to launch, um, what ended up becoming one of the top boutique Pilates and cycling brands, um, yeah. in Austin and also in Texas. Uh, we had, um, multiple locations. I had a staff of 30 people. Wow. I designed and engineered my own Pilates reformer, created mm -hmm. my own teacher training program, and then won a bunch of awards, um, while, while we were, while we were open. Um, and so, uh, for me, that was also a very, <clears throat> I, for some reason I have this like ridiculous notion that like, if my business, if my startup was in health and wellness, mm -hmm. then like I was going to automatically be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but as it turns out, being an entrepreneur is stressful AF. And so that came with its own set of challenges for sure. Yeah. But be more, lose more, come up 20K the first week. Yeah. So, so it was interesting because, um, one of the stressors was that um, class pass came to Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. It killed the uh, like revenue for boutique fitness studios by about 50%. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and my competition was all trying to lower their prices and be the cheapest option. 
um, I decided that I wanted, I didn't, I wanted, I didn't want to be like the cheap, the cheap option. I wanted yeah. to be the premium option. So I was trying to figure out how do I triple my prices um, in, instead of lowering my prices in half. And I started listening to a lot of my clients who were all working out at my studio. Um, and a lot of the clients weren't able to lose weight, weren't able to sleep, couldn't get pregnant, couldn't stay pregnant, had a lot of anxiety, a lot of these things that I had experienced in the past. And so I decided to launch a three-month transformation program that incorporated food, rest, energy, stress reduction, um, lifestyle factors. Um, and that is where I tripled my prices. And um, and yeah, I my first I I created a presentation on it before I actually built the program. The program was kind of in my head because I had lived it. Um, but I decided, and, and honestly, I kind of thought, man, this probably isn't going to work. I was feeling kind of down in the dumps about yeah. how difficult the business, um, kind of the, the landscape was in Austin. And I just said, okay, so I'm just going to do a presentation instead of like building the whole thing just to see if I can sell this though. I don't like waste a lot of time and energy. My first week I sold $17,000 and then really, you know, by month three or four, I was generating twenty dollars to $40,000 per month in additional revenue in my business. Um, and at the same time, um, we, were, we were seeing phenomenal results from our clients where we were reversing the symptoms that they were experiencing. So it worked for me and it worked for the clients. And I think that's really important anytime that you are, you know, building a business, you have to take an ecosystem approach and make sure that you're aligning the needs and the incentives of everybody in the ecosystem. That's it. Okay, so what we'll do is I want to get a word from my sponsors, and then okay. we'll get into the uh, FDN peak. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard for families to get the best education for their kids, nor should schools struggle to take care of their families. If a school uses the right systems, it can be easy to take care of families and keep your energy focused on your students. A school's relationship with the new family starts as soon as they apply. Why not give them your best from the very beginning? Align partners with schools to make sure that each family has the best experience applying, managing finances, and staying involved in their child's education. Align gives school administrators what they need to take care of their families, manage growth, communicate efficiently, and get paid on time. Learn more at AlignMySchool.com. I love that school. All right, I'm back. Uh, so now, Miss Miller. Yes. We are here. You just told us how you doubted yourself, and then you came through in the clutch. Held it, crushed hey, it. I mean, come on. We are our worst, <laughs> hardest critic. But look at you. And so now, uh, FDNP. Yeah. What is that? So well. Let me take a step back and then I'll answer that question. But yeah. during the time where I was running this transformation program at Core 180, which was my boutique um, uh, Pilates studio, I would talk to a lot of my clients and say, hey, you should go to your doctor. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose or treat diseases. 
but this sounds very familiar to autoimmune disease, or this looks like a blood sugar sensitivity issue. It, this may be pre pre diabetes. So they would go to their they would go to their um, their doctors, and most of the time, their doctors would flat out refuse to run these labs. They would say things like, "This is just part of being a woman." Um, this is just a part of being a parent. Um, all parents are tired. All parents have a hard time sleeping. Um, and my um, my clients that were um, um, part of the POC, you know, community that those issues were even worse. And so that really pissed me off. And um, and so I decided that I needed to be able to run clinical labs myself. So I went back to, I ended up shutting down um, the, the boutique fitness studio. I really wanted to go all in on, um, on functional nutrition and metabolic health coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw such a massive need and I ended up going back to school and I am now an FDNP and that's, uh, that stands for functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fancy way of saying that I run clinical labs to figure out the root cause of your symptoms. So these clinical labs typically look at your hormone, your immune, your digestion, detoxification, energy production, neurological, mineral balance systems, and they help uncover uh, healing opportunities. I then take those labs and that, that data, and I'm able to kind of connect the dots and create tailored protocols to reverse your symptoms. And on average, my clients have seen 12 doctors before they come to me and actually find relief because our medical system is a mess in this country. Uh, So that's what an FDNP is. Um, And and yeah, so that's what I do. And so then like, let's say um, for me, I'll go personal, Crohn's, right? And so how would you help? Like, what, what, how would you do that? Just give me an example. So, if, you, so we don't wake up one day with autoimmune disease, Kendrick. Okay. Talk to me. Oftentimes autoimmune disease is 10, 15, 20 years in the making. Mm. One of the labs that I happen to run is, um, looks at, um, antibodies in the body for different sections of the body, heart, thyroid, bones, joints. Um, And oftentimes these antibodies are present sometimes 10, 15, 20 years before you have a full-blown Crohn's diagnosis. So in this country, the medical system is, is built around name it, blame it, and then medicate it. So we want to name, we want to name your, your disease. You've got Crohn's. We want to blame Crohn's disease for all of the symptoms that you're having. And then we want to medicate you to try to reduce symptoms. But only about 1% of all the pharmaceuticals that exist actually cure a disease. The remaining 99% is just to minimize symptoms. And so, so what we can do is we can, in autoimmune disease, Again, like I said, we don't wake up with it one day. Typically, there are um, kind of, it's like a shampoo effect of stressors. 
And what most people don't realize is that there are three different kinds of stressors. There are physical stressors. So if you over-exercise, so if you were like an elite athlete, high school, college athlete, um, if you have been in multiple car accidents, if you've had a lot of surgeries, um, carpal tunnel would be a physical stressor. So that's one category of stressors. Then you have a second category of stressors called biochemical stressors. Biochemical stressors, this is a huge category, not getting enough sleep, eating inflammatory foods, exposure to pesticides and insecticides, um, over-the-counter drug use, drug use, caffeine, alcohol. Um, these are all biochemical stressors. And then the third category, when people say, oh, I'm stressed, this is what they typically think of, which are called emotional stressors. Um, stress at work, you have a sick child, existential angst, what's my purpose on this earth, right? Mm -hmm. Those are all, you know, switching from a corporate job to a startup job. Those are all emotional stressors. Whether a stressor is physical, biochemical, or emotional, the autonomic nervous system reacts the same way. So it produces, there's a stressor and it produces cortisol. And cortisol essentially puts you into fight or flight. It's your sympathetic nervous system. Where we want to spend the majority of our time is our parasympathetic nervous system, which you may have heard of as rest and digest. Yeah. And so in this modern lifestyle that we have today, right, we don't, the old stressors used to be, you know, there's a tiger on the Serengeti desert and we've got to run away from the tiger. And cortisol turns on your fight or flight system. Yeah. It increases your blood pressure. It increases heart rate. It, it brings blood to your big muscle movers so you can run away. In the short term, it actually makes you feel good. But in the long term, when you have acute prolonged stress, cortisol is actually a catabolic hormone. So you may have heard of like anabolic steroids, right? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like I want to pump you up. Well, a catabolic hormone does the exact opposite, which it breaks you down at a cellular level. So to bring it back full circle with Crohn's disease, you probably had either a family history of autoimmune disease and or um, many, many stressors that were either physical, biochemical, or yeah. emotional that essentially flips that switch on. Yeah. And then and then once you have an autoimmune disease, what most people don't realize is that autoimmune diseases typically come in threes. So once you have one, you're more likely to get a second and a third, yeah. unless you make some very mission critical lifestyle changes mm -hmm. to reduce your stress. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I agree. And when, um, I remember what you talked about earlier. It was like, okay, they they try to medicate, give you the antidepressants. Uh, so yeah, and so but I, I couldn't do it. Like I just I just had to be me. Uh, but I you know I, I like to lift and things like that. So I minimize uh, or mitigate like that. But look, this is why I was so excited to talk about tonight because tonight we're talking about systems. Yes. Help me, help me. <laughs> so um. You think about um, panicky mornings that hijack my day. Yep. Our long workouts that you hate. Yep. The rabbit food meal plans. Yep. Nobody's, um, got, time for that. Nobody's got time for that. Can hey, you? look, so how do I address these? Through these so, <clears throat> making changes, it's really hard. And 
the things that we have been told are normal, right? It's normal to be stressed out all the time. It's normal to kind of glorify hustle culture. Um, and I always like to say that um, both winners and losers have goals. And let me, let me give you an example. Um, there were thousands of athletes at the Winter Olympics, right? There isn't one athlete that said, eh, I don't care if I get a gold medal. Everybody wants to win a gold medal, right? I think we can assume at elite levels, if you are performing like that, you are capable of winning gold and you want to win gold. But there was only a couple hundred gold medals that were actually issued. So if everybody had the goal of winning a gold medal and only a couple hundred people actually won the gold, that means simply having a goal isn't the differentiating factor as to whether or not you're going to win the gold. What probably differentiated the gold, silver, bronze, and non-medalists are their systems for taking action. So my protocol, it's called the inside out protocol because we're transforming our bodies from the inside out. I think the first thing that you need to realize is that your inside, your well, your outside is a reflection of your inside. So until you change who you are being on the inside, I am being happy, consistent, persistent, kind, loving. Um, until you change who you are being, then you're not going to be able to change the actions that you take. And then those actions that you take need to be simple. They need to be done in the right order. There needs to be a strategy. You need to be able to see some like pretty quick results. Things need to be done in the right order at the right time. Um, and then you also need some support, right? So that's kind of the formula, right? Strategy, sequencing, simplicity, support, those kinds of things. Those are the things that you need in order to be successful. Now, when it comes to taking action, you need to have systems that make things easy. And I classify actions into delicious food, rest, energy, so energy in and energy out, stress reduction, and then smart supplementation. In order to not have panicky mornings, in order to not eat kale all damn day long, because somebody told you that's healthy. Yeah. Um, in order to, 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 to not have those negative associations that so many people have with getting healthy, you need to have systems around those things. Um, so, you know, when I work privately one-on-one -on -one with my clients, um, the first thing that I do is give them a 15-minute breakfast hack that stabilizes their blood sugar for the entire week. So Kendrick, if you gave me 15 minutes, I would tell you exactly how to pre-make your breakfast for the entire week. And that breakfast would be formulated to stabilize your blood sugar, to reduce the cortisol response that your adrenals are having to stress. That would help with so many things. So we don't need to make these massive changes. That was just one very small example um, in order to start kind of pushing the ball down the field towards the, towards, towards the, you know, towards the touchdown line. Hey, and I'm so glad you talked about the adrenal. Um, 
thinking about addressing adrenal glands and, and helping with stress, um, especially when you're thinking about a hard time sleeping or, um, man, unlimited or unexplained weight gain. Yeah. So how uh, is this played out during the adrenal detox? Like what, what happens during that? So the adrenal detox is a 90 minute workshop. And this is the stuff that I do with my clients that yeah. literally pay me thousands and thousands of dollars to, to work with me. Yeah. And it was so important that I wanted it. I wanted it to be accessible. It's a $27 workshop. And the workshop is kind of broken out into two pieces. The first half of the workshop tells you the why behind the what. What are the adrenals? How do they impact your body? What are the adrenals? Uh, there's actually four stages of, of, um, of HPA access function. So HPA stands for the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the adrenals. A lot of people talk about adrenals as in adrenal fatigue. We don't, we don't, the adrenals don't necessarily get fatigued. Sometimes it's the hypothalamus isn't stimulating the pituitary. Sometimes the pituitary isn't stimulating the adrenals. So we call it HPA access dysfunction or adrenal dysfunction. But I tell you all about like your body, your autonomic nervous system, your fight or flight response, your rest and digest response. I walk you through the three stages of adrenal dysfunction, which are stressed, tired, and wired, and completely crashed out. And then the second half of the workshop, I give you four simple things that you can do tailored to your adrenal stress level. So with my private clients that want to run clinical labs, it's a couple hundred thousand, it's a couple hundred dollars, you know, just to run the lab. But I've developed a kind of non-clinical diagnostic that's very accurate that allows you to understand what stage of adrenal dysfunction you're in, yeah. because here's the kicker. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. If you are in a crashed adrenal state, the way that you work out and move your body is going to be very different than if you are in a stressed or tired and wired adrenal state. So, you know... The first half is the why behind the what. The second half are four things that you can do over the course of four weeks that only take four hours total. Not four hours a day, not four hours a week. Four, you give me four hours over the course of four weeks and I can help you stabilize your blood sugar. I can help you reset your circadian rhythm. I can tell you some appropriate supplementation that will help speed up your recovery. And most importantly, I can help you with sleep hygiene. And what most people don't understand is sleep is more important than diet and exercise combined. Mm. Oh, so that's, that's the scoop on the adrenal detox. Well, look, and then you didn't have to drop that last nugget in there like that. <laughs> when you say sleep, look, I'm, I'm about to take a nap after we get off tonight. Now, uh, I was reading the article in the Forbes. Yep. Um, the quote, you can only act like a healthy person when you have the identity of a healthy person. Yeah. Focus on, oh, it's, hold on, we're going to keep this because I want all this. Focusing on the doing before the being is backwards. It is backwards. So that, can you put that in context? Right? Yeah. I mean, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. He did not say, go out and do all the things in order to see the change that you want to see in the world. That's not what that man said. Mm -hmm. That man said, be the change that you want to see in the world. 
who you are being is a is both conscious and subconscious. So at the foundation of a lot of, the, of, of my practice is identity work and um, uh, working with some brain science. 95% of all of the brain function that happens in your brain happens in your subconscious brain. We are only thinking of, you know, and aware of about 5% of all of the things. So <clears throat> you have to kind of take a step back and do some reprogramming around, do I have victim mentality, right? Do I constantly have negative, you know, negative beliefs about myself, about getting healthy? Um, the way that I look at, um, you know, there's, there's kind of three ways of being out there. And I've spent time in, in all three. The first is the worker bee. I need to do all of these things so that I can have, right? I need to hustle and work so I can have money. And then I will be happy once I have the money. So that's the that's the worker. That's mm -hmm. that that's kind of an archetype. On the other end of the spectrum is the martyr, also known as the victim. And this is once I have money, then I'll be able to start my business and then I will be happy. I've spent time in both of those places, so no judgment. That being said, there's only one effective way of being and that's the the way of the creator. I need to be happy, kind, loving, persistent, consistent, kind, so that I can do, start my business, cold call, build my website, right? So, so that I can have money, right? So the way that I break down the way of the creator is the being, it's the gas, for your car. The doing is the car taking action and driving to your final destination. Most people think that they need to do more, right? To have more. And they are constantly stuck in this kind of like if you take a look at like what most people do with diets, right? Monday morning, you wake up and you say, I got it. You know, my diet starts, my diet starts tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, maybe you go to the gym, maybe you eat healthy for a couple of days. Inevitably, something stressful happens. You're, you have a stressful day at work. Your partner is being a jerk. So what do you do? You say, F it, you cruise through McDonald's and then you beat yourself up for a really long time until you feel so bad about yourself that you go back to, oh, my diet starts tomorrow. Well, the reason that that <clears throat> cycle happens all the time, I call it the effort cycle, is because <clears throat> that person is living the life of the worker. Because what you need to prevent that effort moment is an identity of somebody that says, I'm consistent. No, even when I have a stressful day at work, I'm going to consistently move my body and eat well, right? Or I'm persistent. I don't give up. I am kind to myself. I don't look at myself and say all these nasty things to myself when I look at my body in the mirror after I get out of the shower. So that way of being, your identity is the fuel for the car that takes you to the final destination. 
So I don't know if that helps kind of put that into perspective. Put it in very much into perspective. Hey, so look, look, Miss Miller. Um, I just wanted to say thank you uh, as we get ready to wrap this up. And before we get out of uh, of talking about the company, I know you talked a little bit about um, some of the programs you offer, but give us a little bit of insight into the full wheelhouse. Yeah. So really, there's there's two options. Uh, about 95 to 90 percent, 90, 95 percent of my business is a private clinical practice. Um, it's expensive. It's 6K for two months and then another 6K for another six months after that. Right. So. That is where I run clinical labs. I run, I create, um, I look at your personal, it's like a diagnostic, right? A personal um, um, diagnostic on what's going on in all of the systems in your body so that I can create tailored protocols that will reverse your symptoms. That being said, I know that that's not accessible for everybody. And so the Adrenal Detox is a $27 workshop. I promise you, it's a lot of the things that I do with my private clients as well. I actually pulled it from my from my private work, and I wanted it to be accessible. So it's a $27 workshop. It's not expensive. Anybody can scrape together $27. It doesn't take a lot of time. The workshop is 90 minutes, and then over four months, four weeks, I need four hours of implementation time. And so those are like the two ways that you can, um, that, that you can, you know, you can work with me. Um, and even with the um, Adrenal Detox Workshop, there's a free Facebook group where me and my coaches are in there giving support. So even if you get that, it's not like you're never going to have an opportunity to ask me a question or get some accountability as you move through the program. Damn, that's it, Ms. Maya. I want to say thank you again for taking some time out uh, to talk to the audience. You dropped so much knowledge on us today. Oh, you're welcome. Um, it was my pleasure. Yeah. So, um, man, I look forward to just sharing this out. Thanks. Same. Look, now, uh, bless you on these allergies. Uh, go and get you a little tea, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Talk All, right. All right, y'all. This is KT for KTTV signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.